This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. I am good to go. All right, let's go. Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It's July 26th. This July 26th, hello, Kai, is Wednesday. I'm Kai Rizal. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We're going to get to some news, then some smiles, uh, and and then um, we'll get everybody on their merry way. So let us go, shall we? Their merry way. Their merry way. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I'll I'll go first, just for the hell of it. Um, I was driving to work today. Uh, in my EV, which I think I've talked about on this podcast before, we got it about six or eight months ago. Very pleased with it. Uh, you know, a little range anxiety every now and then, but whatever, I can deal with that. Uh, but Mm -hmm. I was feeling very smug and I'm not a guy who feels very smug very often as I drove to work with, uh, my electric car emitting zero anything into a 90 plus degree day here in Los Angeles and a highway full of gas powered cars. Uh, um, uh, emitting a lot into uh, an already 90-plus degree day. So um, that gets me to my item, which is today in the New York Times and elsewhere, I'm sure, General Motors uh, and a bunch of other car companies, including BMW, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, and Stellantis, which used to be Fiat Chrysler, um, are going to do a billion dollars uh, uh, total, not uh, not uh, each, in a joint venture to build 30,000 charging ports on major highways and other locations in the United States and Canada. That's a very big deal because one of the big, dro- big hold holdback, one of the big things holding people back from buying EVs is the lack of charging when you're away from home. So mm-hmm. this is a very big step. It will, of course, take some time and it will probably not turn out to be as whiz-bang as everybody thinks it will. But look, we're getting there and it's a, it's a big deal. It, it, it's a it's a very big deal as as you know the planet just gets hotter by the freaking day it really does and you know i was talking to my friend yesterday and i said i feel like this summer is the one where climate change became real yeah. for a lot of people um yeah. because it's everywhere yep. and there are so many examples of it. And, I mean, obviously the people who don't want to believe that climate change is caused by humans are, are going to be not believing still. But for those who sort of believed it, but it was kind of in the back of their minds or it seemed like it was going to be far off in the future, um, I think folks are really starting to come to terms with the fact that, like, no, this is the rest of our lives and definitely, like kids' lives and grandkids' lives in a real way. I, I totally agree, uh, and I, I truly hope this summer is it, and, and I truly hope that everybody registers that we have to stop burning fossil fuels the way we have. My fear is that while we, the general public, out and about and living this, are, mm-hmm. are by and large in agreement that, that climate change is man-made and is here now, my fear is that global governments including mm-hmm. uh, the government of the United States of America, uh, are not prepared or capable to act on it. And that's really the challenge. That is. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll I see. want a solution, but I don't yeah. have it yeah. right now. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, mine is related to what I'm going to bring up to my make me smile later on. Both of them have to do with artificial intelligence and algorithms. And there's a story in CBS and a bunch of other places about a lawsuit against the health insurance company Cigna, where it's being accused in this class action lawsuit of using an algorithm to review and reject patients' health insurance claims, uh, Hmm. basically for no reason, hmm. and that a lo- that hundreds of thousands of health insurance claims that should have been approved were rejected by these algorithms because nobody was checking. And, you know, it left all these people sort of on the hook for out-of-pocket costs that should have been covered. And Cigna is obviously calling the lawsuit highly questionable and saying that, you know, they're doing – that it doesn't result in any denials of care and things like that. But – um ProPublica also uh, has been covering this. And I think that we are going, you know, the whiz bang of AI is chat GPT and, you know, mid journey Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all these other things. But the realities of, you know, advanced AI is going to be stuff like this. When your health insurance claim gets denied, did a human make that decision or did an artificial intelligence make that decision? And if the latter, what can you do about it? Right. And as every industry deals with labor shortages, there's going to be more and more interest in relying on these advanced algorithms to do this kind of work instead of humans and maybe use humans as like a backstop. But think about all the time you've spent navigating pre-recorded phone trees trying to get to a real human. Amplify that on the scale of a health insurance company or um, and these AIs um, and algorithms, I know they're sort of the same thing, but not exactly, um, you know, kind of being another layer in between. I think it's going to be much harder to get to a real person and a lot harder to challenge when something goes wrong because it's going to be like, well, the algorithm said so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've all right. got. Fair enough. Drew, let's go. Okay, what do you got? Yes. So since I had a doom and gloom AI story, (laughs) I wanted to bring a slightly more optimistic AI story. Uh, This one's an Engadget that some researchers at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, have created a new technique or product, I guess. It's called PhotoGuard that will ideally help prevent people from stealing or specifically AI um, empowered bots and things like that from stealing your images and and your artwork online. Mm. And you people are already using watermarks to try to, you know, stop people from manipulating uh, images. Um, Because obviously, if you have a watermark over something, then, you know, Mm -hmm. if you manipulate it, then you notice it. But somebody just wholesale stealing your picture and using it for something else or your artwork and using it for something else is a lot harder to stop these AIs from scraping it. So I'm just going to read from Engadget here. 
PhotoGuard works by altering select pixels in an image such that they will disrupt an AI's ability to understand what the image is. Those perturbations, as the research team refers to them, are invisible to the human eye but easily readable by machines. And so introducing these artifacts targets the algorithmic model's latent representation of the target image, the complex mathematics that describe the position and color of every pixel in an image, essentially preventing the AI from understanding understanding what it's looking at. So if the AI is smart enough to know what a dog looks like in a picture, but you layer this over it, it's like, well, that doesn't look like a dog. I don't know what that is. And so I bring this up because as, you know, frightening as some of these developments in AI can be, there are also really smart people working on ways that we can learn to live with this. And that is encouraging to me. There you go. I'll take that as a smile. Totally. Yeah. Totally. totally. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So mine's a little dorky, but it's got some great pop culture and it features Gina Smiley from the New York Times. So the Federal Reserve is actually, uh, Jay Powell is having his press conference as we record this podcast today. Uh, And he's answering questions about inflation and long variable lags and consumer spending and blah, blah, blah. And so Gina, who is uh, the Fed reporter at the New York Times and also wrote a great book on the Fed, asks a question in which she said... In almost this many words, and then I'll actually quote her. She said, look, is it a good news, bad news situation that consumers are continuing to spend so much money? Because uh, the good news is that we need consumers to drive the economy. But the bad news is that um, consumer spending is really helping to drive, uh, especially in services, uh, some of this inflation. And then she said, we've all heard stories about everybody going to see the Barbie movie and everybody going to see Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh, Gina, I love you. It was great. It was great. It was great. And look, people are spending a gazillion dollars on Taylor Swift tickets and and many dollars on the Barbie and movie. And Beyonce tickets. And everybody, yeah. You bet. Yeah. Anyway, that was great. Uh, that is great. That that That's for sure a smile. Yeah. Um, you know, my mother told me that she actually had gotten an email for like early access to buy tickets to the Renaissance tour because I guess she had been to a Beyonce concert in the past. And so she got one of those emails that would have mm-hmm. allowed her to buy the tickets. And she was just like, nah, I don't really feel oh. like going. And I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> no. Wow. Like, like she was like, I don't like her mom. newer music, and I was just like, Mom, you don't understand. <laughs> oh man! Mom, oh God, bless her. God bless her. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for us today. You can like also be sad with me that I'm not going to see Beyonce. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to answer your questions about the restarting of student loan repayments. Restart of repayments. Hmm, interesting. Restarting of student loan repayments. In the meantime, keep sending us your comments and questions. We're at 508-UB-SMART. You, you can also write us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg. Seeker Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Today's program was engineered by Drew Jostad. Our intern is Neil Farshaband. Ben Tolliday and Daniel Ramirez composed our theme music. Our senior producer is Marissa Cabrera. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. 